Hello, welcome to the uh, 10th episode of the At U2 podcast, where we talk all things U2, including album news, tour dates, commentary, and community discussion from the staff of At U2 and guests of At U2. We are streaming live on goodstuff.fm slash live. Thanks for joining us in the chat room and joining me on the show this time is Mr. Matt McGee, fr- a friend of the show, I was going to say. <laughs> You're somewhat familiar with atu2.com, aren't you? I, I have heard of it and I have visited it a couple times. They do some pretty nice work. Yeah. The guy behind it, I think, is just loaded, getting rich like by the minute as we record this. But anyways, <laughs> we'll <laughs> moving on. Next on the... Uh, on a nickel the, per listener, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Next on the show is Mr. Tim Cunningham. Welcome to the show, Tim. Thank you, Chris. Your first time on the show, and we'll uh, touch base in a second here with you. Before, But before that, we want to welcome Sherry back to the show. Hello, Sherry. Hi, I can't believe we've reached double digits with the podcast. This is so exciting. I know. I thought by now we'd be fired by Matt, told to go <laughs> take the at YouTube brand off this thing and go underground or something, but so far. Well, let, let's get to the overground, baby. <laughs> yeah, get your head out of the mud. <laughs> so, Tim, by way of introduction to the listeners, what, uh, what era, when did you jump into the at YouTube fan world and... Uh, and how many shows have you seen and uh, how many shows have you seen of this tour or, or whatever you feel like telling us about your U2 relations? <laughs> All right. Well, I'm in Aries. I enjoy long walks on the beach. That good stuff. <laughs> um, no, my, my U2 fandom um, started back around 94, 95. Um, oddly enough, I bought uh, Zeropa the same day I bought my first internet modem and was up all night playing on the internet listening to Zeropa on repeat. Um, in that time, I've seen 56 shows, 56 and a half shows, as a matter of fact, if you count a party I went to in New York City a couple months ago. Um, saw 18 shows on uh, Innocence and Experience on the American League. Um, so been around for a while. I started following at U2 right at the end of Pop Mart um, when they're down in Africa and South America, so 98, somewhere around there. Wow. That's a long time. It is. You're old, man. There's no argument here on that count. I am reminded of that every day. (laughs) Awesome. Yes, my wife. I walk around the house complaining about how old I am. (laughs) When you're You're still younger than the band, Matt. Just remember that. Yeah, that's true. That does make you feel old sometimes when you think about how old they are. (laughs) Not that they can't keep going and it's all good, but yeah. Um, all right, well, let's jump right into the inbox because I know we always uh, end up with wanting to keep talking longer than we can. And so we have a few of the questions that people have submitted through the hashtag AskIU2, of course, and uh, keep those things coming. We have always room for more. And we'll, like I said in the last episode, we'll do a specific AskIU2 episode, I think, in the future here once the band slows down. <laughs> uh, all right, first one up. At Leo Loves You Too asks, do you think the songs that songs like Zeropa, Ultraviolet, In a Little While, or Magnificent could enter in the set list like in the 360 tour? Which now, sometimes I like to pull out questions that make us look like um, we were smart or, or something. Anyways, we know now that obviously Zeropa and Magnificent have entered the set list. Um, what do you guys think? Are we going to see Ultraviolet in a little while? Uh, no, I don't think so. Not on, not, not on this tour. Maybe next year. Who knows when, when things change. And, but no, I don't think, I, I, I don't, I don't, especially in a little while, I just don't think that, I, I, I don't know, I just don't think that one kind of fits. That's where I, we, I don't see it fitting, but you know, they brought it up randomly. Um, you know, they did it on Vertigo with uh, Brandon Flowers of the Killers. They did it on 360 in 2009 in the later half of the North American tour. 
they they have a connection with that song, especially the the Joey Ramone connection. I'm surprised they didn't bust it out at least even in snippet form on this show or on this league. And by the way, just to, to follow up on what I said a minute ago when I said no, if this if 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 we had if we had had done this question a week ago, I would have said no. I don't think Magnificent's going to get played. So my opinion on this question is just completely immaterial. I have no idea what they're going to do. This is where we can uh, rely on the listeners to please uh, call Matt on this in the future episodes when they do break out in a while and becomes a mainstay in the set list of some sort, and they play right. like five different versions of it in a row or something. That's right. <laughs> How about you, Sherry? What do you think? I have learned to never say never. Um, the more that you think that they're not going to do something, they'll pull it out and say, ha ha, I did. So, uh, but they could pull out anything and I'll be happy. <laughs> that probably did not come out right, but what it's a jive moment. All right. Next one is wow. from <laughs> Fabio. Fabia Nomad says, asks when Matt, when is Matt going to th- release a new book? Matt, I think I, you have to answer this one. <laughs> Maybe, or maybe we should. The rest of us could speculate, and then <laughs> yeah, that's never you say guys, never. You guys guess on this question, and then I'll correct you. <laughs> I, um, when am I going to a new book? Like an update for the diary book? Or I guess, like, or just anything you know, like um, Matt Matt stories, Matt's life. I don't know. I had this idea to do a, a children's book based on Cedarwood, and then somebody went and did it. So, like, wow. There you go. No, uh, to, just to give Fabiano a serious question, um, if that if the if the question is related to you to a diary, that is entirely in the publisher's hands, and it's not up to me. Um, if it were up to me, it would be updated every few years, but it's up to the publisher, and I am on a regular basis working on and doing things on the assumption. That Will want but I would guess it to be if if ever it will be several years away. Okay, okay, fair enough. All right, uh, next question from at Fabatini asks if if you two I was gonna say if at you two if you two will adapt the stage for Ireland shows why don't they play in South America with the same arena design? And they also uh, she or he made the smart move of tagging Gaio Siri on that just in case. <laughs> Thank you for including him in our show, because maybe we'll get him on someday if he sees enough tweets directed at the podcast. But um, yeah, what do you think now that they figured out how to get into the Dublin, uh, what is it, the O2 arena or 03, 04? <laughs> the arena? Just three. Just three. It's just three arena. Three arena, right. right. Okay. I'm thinking London. Um, do you think they'll figure out, they figure out maybe cracked uh, other kind of stadiums like that that are smaller or different kind of adapted, adapting the concert to a different kind of venues? Personally, I think because they have uh, put a lot of money into creating this new design for a three arena, they would be stupid not to use it in other facilities where the standard stage would not fit. So I think we will see it. The question is when. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. They, um, you know, they obviously wanted to get Ireland in this year um, and. I'm, I, I have no official word, obviously, but I would not be surprised if this tour hits Australia or South America, um, even Africa next year, where they need to fit it in a non-traditional hockey slash basketball arena. Yeah. And uh, I'll just mention, I just noticed in the chat room, Fabio Nomad just joined. So uh, you just missed your question getting asked. But just for, so folks are, are aware, we do stream this live and there's a chat room where folks can give us feedback, uh, correct us when we're wrong, help us with answers to questions that we 
can't figure out um, when we stream it and record it live typically Wednesday nights at Sherry it's 10:30 p.m. Eastern right does that correct 10:30 okay. p.m. Eastern 8:30 Saskatoon and uh, <laughs> 7:30 Pacific time 3:30 in the morning Dublin time there we go. That's what we should always just do is say it's whatever time zone or time it is in Ireland and Dublin, and uh, that'll be our central. Anyways, I have a weakness, uh, an issue with time zones, as people know. If they follow me on Twitter, nothing new there. All right, pickles underscore 71, best username so far, I think, of the series, <laughs> asks, what do you think Bono's thought process is for singing will shine like stars at the end uh, with or without you? As you can see, it's close to my heart. Um I'm always curious about this because it's like a fan favorite little like hidden gem or whatever on the song. And I'm curious why and when they decide to break it out. It seems like it's been fairly often on this tour. It used to be kind of like hidden away for a while. Um, and I'd love to know how much deliberation it is or if it's just a spur of the moment thing that they just, they, they could certainly do that technically on stage as musicians, but if they actually plan it ahead of time or just kind of go with the moment and follow Bono's lead on that, what do you guys think? Oh, the band ahead. doesn't have to change anything. It's Bono. Um, the band's going to play that whether he starts doing his is at the end or he does the Shine Like Stars. Um, what happened in Toronto, the second night in Toronto on this tour, which was the first time uh, um, Innocence and Experience that it was played, was um, there was a woman who printed up, I don't know, 100 signs or so that just said Shine Like Stars, and she handed them out to people. And when Bono was singing With or Without You out at the East stage, everyone was holding him up pretty much in his face. <laughs> and uh, he started walking back. And I, I remember seeing the signs and thinking, oh, that'd be cool if I heard that again. And he started walking back and he kind of arched his shoulders back like he was going to launch into the uh, the big crescendo at the end of that song. And he launched right into Shine Like Stars. So that's kind of how that happened. It was definitely a fan-motivated uh, thing. Since then, I don't know, maybe it's just in his head. He forgot that he ever sang that. Um, who knows whatever's running through that guy's head. <laughs> how about you, Matt? What do you think? Now, I, oh, Sherry, go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I have a theory about Shine Like Stars. Um, I think part of it has to deal with the vibe of the audience. For uh, Turin 1, he wanted to launch into it, but the audience was already singing the uh, the O-O-O-O's that he just cut out of it. Um, for Turin 2, he launched right into it. He, he really got into it. For this tour, if you're watching the visuals as they're being presented, especially during With or Without You, you have all, all of this light that's pouring through that's almost star-like. There is a star theme in the concert with the way that the stars uh, appear during Iris in the constellations and just throughout the show, the stars pop every now and again. I'm very surprised that Shine Like Stars hasn't come out a lot more often, uh, which just proves to me that it really is held back for either a very special occasion or Bono's in a good mood or something along those lines. But that refrain would really fit in beautifully with this current production if it were to be performed more often. Do you think, do you guys think that, that he until, so, so Tim mentioned the signs that were held up and as I recall too, there were at least a couple occasions 
where it was mentioned to him when he's out, you know, talking to fans before the, in the afternoon outside the venue before the show, right? Like when they're when the whole band enters and they stop and, and they chat and sign autographs and all that sort of stuff. I think I recall a few occasions where somebody said, "Oh, you know, we talked to Bono and we said, you know, we we really love to hear Sean like stars." I'm I'm of the opinion that he has not even been aware of what that one little verse, you know, how much you know, weight and value, you know, fans put on that verse. I, I just, I don't think that he's actually understood that um, until perhaps the signs and the fans, you know, encouraging him to sing it and all that sort of stuff. Is there anything that, am I wrong? No, I agree with that because for millions of people, the live version of With or Without You is the version from Rattle and Hum, which obviously has that coda at the end of it. Um, you know, more people know Rattle and Hum than they know Zoo TV or they know, you know, Pop Mart or any of the other DVDs or videos they ever put out. So, um, you know, the majority of people, I mean, a lot of YouTube fans could pretty much quote that movie verbatim. So for them, that is that is the live, the definitive live version of With or Without You. So to us, it seems like a, a requisite part of the song. But to him, he might even have forgotten he sang it until someone reminded him of it. Yeah, see, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. I think I think it's just something that he's not really appreciated how much fans would love to hear. So, but I think that that also rings true to the way that the fan interaction piece with this particular tour has really helped the band transform the performance because you had the fan interaction about that at several points during the first leg. I believe that that encouraged the coda to come back. Had that not happened, I don't think that we would have seen this. And the band themselves are becoming more receptive to listening to what their audience is looking for. I mean, they they did Lucifer's Hands one night. They've done Crystal Ballroom a little bit. But that, I believe, was because of the fan interaction saying, hey, we want to hear this. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, if more fans asked for it, it might get a little annoying, but every so often um, it's like a nice sorbet that cleans the palate. (laughs) 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 All right. You guys go ahead and talk. I'm going to suggest that as a title. (laughs) (laughs) uh, I was going to ask in the chat room, uh, U2GW asks, regardless of whether Shine Like Stars has played on a given night, does it seem like With or Without You has gotten some new life on this tour? What do you guys think on that on that one? Yes. <laughs> Definitive. Agree. Good. <laughs> I mean, they stopped playing it at certain times on the Elevation tour. Um, you know, and I, I can't imagine the people who the only time they ever saw U2 was one of those shows on Elevation where they weren't playing it. Um, I think it's definitely taken on a new life. Um, this tour, and I'm glad that I'm glad the energy is back and that it actually means something other than just going through the motions like I kind of saw in Vertigo and even to some extent 360. Yeah, it's to me, it's one of those songs that is tough. Um, it uh, There's songs, uh, and everybody has their own opinion, I'm sure, of songs that are tired of hearing on, on tour, on the tours live, and um, not that they would kick them out of bed for eating crackers, playing them or whatever, but the... <laughs> the um, for me, it's always been pride is like emotionally it's, it's an awesome song and it's connected well, but it kind of feels like, okay, this is the, they don't seem to give it new life each tour often enough for me anyways. And whereas I would guess with or without, you could be one of those songs for other people where it's kind of played more or less the same. It's pretty straight. They do it, you know, um, 
straight from the album kind of ish and don't give it too much change from each tour to tour. Um, but it seems like it's, yeah, on this tour anyways, it's felt a little bit more energetic. The, the band is more excited to play it than they have been in the, maybe in the past. And um, what was it, Sherry, or somebody said from one of the Adam interviews that he, you know, doesn't play the same any night after whatever each night is different, how he plays it and stuff like that. So, um, right. yeah. But it's but, also one of those songs that it needs to be positioned perfectly within the set list. I mean, mm-hmm. when I saw them in San Diego back on March 30th, 2005 on, on the Vertigo tour, With or Without You was the sixth song in that set. Um, that was way too early for With or Without You to make an appearance within the set. It belongs where it is right now. It's one of those songs, especially in the U.S. market, where I believe it was the, their first number one song in this country, it deserves to be towards the encore. I like where it's currently placed in the um, innocence and experience set list right now. Can I can I just defend with or without you the three sixty the three sixty version of this for a second? Because this uh, I mean this was you know it, it, somebody said in our chat three sixty version was definitely going through the motions, and that's been like I've heard that a million times. It's, you know, people talk about that in our forum and blah, blah, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And I just, uh, I watched the Pasadena DVD, you know, really, really up close and listened to the audio and all this sort of stuff. And I, rem- and I had this argument in our forum before, um, and I didn't win, and I'm probably not going to win now. <laughs> <laughs> but my take on the, the 360 version of With or Without You is that, uh, You know, granted, it sounds like he's singing it in a very disinterested way, and it does sound like he's kind of going, you know, because it doesn't have the sort of energy and the you you don't hear that passion. But my take on it is that in the 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 production, the play of you know that is that that is a U two show. He at that point is is singing as a character who is at the end of his rope. You see him during the song. He's hanging on to that circular microphone as if it's the last thing that he's got to hold on to in his life. And With Without You goes into the next song, which was Moment of Surrender. So I think he, is, he sang that song on 360 as if he had is just reaching the moment of surrender. And so I don't think that it's actually going through the motions. I think it's him playing a part as the character singing, you know, these songs in, in the show. So anyway, that's just my take on it. I understand why people think that the 360 version of with or without you sounds like they're going through the motions, but I think there's actually a reason it sounded that way. So, and that's how I took it, Matt. Okay. Well, thank you. Yay. I'm not alone. (laughs) That's a real zoo TV moment. (laughs) All right. Moving on to the last question, uh, from our inbox that we'll do this week. Anyways, Fabio Nomad, one more from, him or her, uh, for this next trip to Dublin, tell us about the U2 landmarks we need to be visited, that need to be visited before the concerts. I don't know if you guys have some quick feedback. We didn't have too much time to prep beforehand. I thought we could probably break this out into a larger segment that we do a bit of prep for on a future episode and probably would be worth, if it isn't already, somewhere on at U2.com, a written up version. But um, in the meantime... We still have Matt's Dublin guide somewhere. Well, well, we it's at U 2s Dublin guide. Yes, <laughs> it, it 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 actually it, it is in dire need of an update. In case anybody wants to take that project on, hint hint. 
at youtube.com slash Dublin is where you can go to start with anyways, but yeah, but there's some things, there's, there's some things that it's missing and, and yeah, I agree. We should like when, when those shows get closer, we should like dedicate a show or two specifically to for that. So, cause I'm sure there's going to be a lot of fans making the trip. Um, so, but if I just, just to pick one off the top of my head, there's, there's a new, uh, there's what's it called? The little museum or the, or Sherry or Tim or what's it? There's a museum that has like a whole U2 related display right now. And so, you know, that to me, you know, if I can make it over there, that would be pretty high on my list of things to see. Yes. It's the little museum of Dublin, littlemuseum.ie. Mount Temple for Joyce in the chat room said uh, they printed out Matt's Dublin guide long ago for a trip, I want to say in the late 90s. <laughs> so yeah. that's back it's when uh, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't just take your smartphone and be like, Matt, this is out of date. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we will. Uh, anybody else has, that's been to Dublin? Have you guys been to? I was there, um, but I didn't go on a bunch of YouTube pilgrimage stuff because I was kind of like felt odd trying to, you know, find their house or whatever and stuff. But uh, definitely beautiful city to tour around in. So, but yeah, any other YouTube related landmarks that are worth catching before? One that I would recommend, although you you need to be of right mind and spirit to go there, is Kilmainham Jail. That was featured in the video for a celebration, as well as in the movie um, "In the Name of the Father." It was featured in the music video for In the Name of the Father as well. That was the song that both Bono and Gavin Friday um, wrote and performed for the movie. That is filled with so much history, obviously, that going through there will prepare you for where some of the songs that Bono's written, uh, where those um, initial thoughts came from. It's very moving. It's, uh, I, I was really shaken coming out of there, uh, which is ironic because you got shake, shake in a celebration, but I digress from that. It's, it, it is a place where you are just thrown back into history and the reason why people were imprisoned there. So that would be one location where I would recommend. And then go out and get a good pint after that. Right. <laughs> yeah, Num Lemon in the chat room just threw in a, a video that we'll sh- a link that we'll throw in the, ch- in the uh, show notes to a video of the Little Museum exhibit and mention that there is a U2 exhibit there right now, actually. So um, something to keep in mind. And the show notes and where you can find those when we talk about links and things that you can go catch are at goodstuff.fm slash at U2 slash 11 is where that'll be. Sorry, just the video started playing there on me before I could hit pause to go get the link. But that's where you can and find And I also uh, believe with the Little Museum uh, you exhibit there didn't scott calhoun write up some of the information for that so that's a at you two connection there all right for the next segment of the show we're going into we're going to do a little uh stump matt segment oh, <laughs> oh gosh Let's so we need, find, we, we need theme music for this i know <laughs> that's okay i i need a i need siri to remind me tomorrow when i'm not thinking about the podcast to uh to, to get for now how do rock stars smell like there we go that's, is that my, is that a, is that a trivia question? That's a, yeah, that's your first question from Bono, listener. <laughs> no bon, I don't know if that's how you say his name, Bono or Bono. Um, but yeah, he's. I'll just play it again so you can. How do rock stars smell like? Have you ever met a rock, rock star, Matt? 
No, I have not. How how do they smell? I have no idea. You've stumped me. (laughs) Ding. We need a bell. I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't know the answer to this one. Uh, Mysterious Days, at Mysterious Days on Twitter, sent to this one in. Which which actress has claimed Bono as her hero idol and has talked about meeting him when she was a teen in AZ? Is that uh, New Zealand? No, AZ, Arizona. AZ is, somebody help me out here. AZ is Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, yeah, is a state, but okay. Anyway, Arizona or somewhere else. Anybody know? I'm stumped. I I have a guess, but I don't know if it's correct or not. Why? I have no I have no idea. Because yeah, I'm thinking the only famous person actress I know from Arizona is Emma Stone. Ah, which could be. It's so there you go. Mysterious days. You need to reply later and and let us know if Matt was right uh, or someone in the chat room can. To fill us in while we're while we're doing this. Okay, Sherry, do you have your list? Did I stall long? I do, I do. Okay. So what oh was the first major artist's tour Willie Williams did? Oh. The first U2 tour or the first any artist? Any artist. The first major artist. Oh gosh. I was just looking at his website like a week ago. I should know that. No, I I could not name it. It was Oh, it was. Um, and by the way, all questions are taken from articles on at u2.com. <laughs> you know, look, there's, it's a jive there's, moment. There's, there's eight or 9,000 articles. You don't like, seriously think I've read every one of them, do you? <laughs> um, the first, to, I, I know this. I remember him talking about it. I've seen it on. Uh, it's like. Um, no, go ahead. Go ahead. You got me. Oops. Duran Duran. That's, I knew that. Oh, I knew that one. <laughs> okay, next one. Okay. You two won the Limerick Civic Week Pop 78 competition. Who came in second? <laughs> oh, 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 that is a great question. You don't, you're not going to let me like go read that article on the website, are you? <laughs> if you, you guys- can find it. You go, oh, can I find it? Of course I can find it. It's easy to find. At U2 has a great search. Uh, this is the uh, sponsored so by at U2.com segment of the show. <laughs> so is this the phone a friend? I'm going to phone my little bot. <laughs> you find that? I'm, actually, I'm, actually lo- I'm actually looking it up right now. <laughs> Get it all out the edge. you can Rockster. Very a band good. Called, a band called Rockster. Right. Pint. Hey, next All question, right. Sherry. <laughs> Why was Dogtown important to you two? That's where they recorded part of the Joshua Tree. Pint. No. Oops, I hit the wrong one. Oops. Right, Sherry? Do you have the right? I'm looking at the answer well, you gave according, me. Well, according to the Robbie Adams interview, it was Octon Baby. I thought they recorded... Well, that could be. I thought they part recorded part of the Joshua Tree there, though. All right. Well, something. Or maybe or, they did both. I don't know. That could be. But that well, was from the Robbie Adams interview. Just, just really quick. I did just Google U two Dogtown, and the second result comes from um, a book called U two: A Diary. So, um, <laughs> you might want to read that, Matt. You, really? Oops. Let me. <laughs> Look at that. It does. That's awesome. 
Now, if only they had indexed stuff in the back so you could look up Dogtown. Oh, page 78 or whatever that it was. That would be fantastic. I wish they had done an index for the book, but no. No such luck. It kills me when I'm doing research and I can't scan through an index and I have to spend five hours reading the damn thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's was that the last one, Sherry? Is that... I? I lost my window here. Do you have? Yeah, yeah. Comedy of threes. So there you go. There was a, there was a couple more that uh, folks had sent in. I know, and uh, we will just like the ask at you two hashtag uh, topics and questions and stuff. We will keep them going and archive them, and we'll keep the segment going as long as questions get submitted or as long as Sherry has things to ask. <laughs> so we so, should we should so, do another listener question though. We should. Yes, we should. <laughs> I have I found uh, U2GW's question, which this is a good one, actually, uh, I'm curious about. And then, Sherry, I don't know what you're talking about, but you can, we can do yours, too. Um, he asks, or she, uh, how many different names have the four members gone by as a band? Can be more than four in the band, but not less. Yeah, well, yeah. so I, 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 know, I know where this is going to lead. <laughs> <laughs> so the hype feedback U2 and Passengers are the four. Because I think the whole the the whole thing that they were called the Larry Mullen Band for five minutes, I think that's a story that was just made up. So I don't I don't use that as an official band name. So okay, wait. So which four you said the hype feedback passengers, and and you two and you two. How about the right. Dalton Brothers? Yeah, that's one. Oh yeah, you could call. Okay, if you want to call that, sure. So added, yeah. Because, yeah, so, I mean, so, Passengers was clearly with Brian Eno and, and stuff, so I don't know if you can – they clearly put in four four in the band. Right, as oh, opposed four, to doing – um, So, yeah, Passengers counts. Uh, now, would Automatic Baby also No, he just he just, he just said, he just said in the chat that it does not count because it was just Adam and Larry. Yeah. Got it. It's just the rhythm section. What do they know? <laughs> <laughs> or the recent stuff with like Bruce Springsteen or whatever and, and Chris Or Martin. the Unforgettable Fire or stuff like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At some party. Um, okay. Sherry, did so, you, did so you have basically, another one? Basically, the first week we did this segment, I got everything right. This week, I got everything wrong. And just for the record, this week is more emblematic of how things are going to go in the future. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> That's okay. It's it's called Stump Matt, so I mean, it wouldn't live up to the segment title if it didn't actually stump you. So, well, and it's and it's going to be easy to do. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we actually some of the questions that folks asked sort of led us into the what we wanted to talk about on the at you two roundtable here for our third segment of the show, um, and. That being the recent announcement, well, it, it was announced before the last episode, and then since then, people have had the chance to hopefully buy tickets for the Dublin concerts, Belfast concerts, concerts in Ireland. And uh, I guess, first of all, around the roundtable here, I'm going to just declare that I am not attending, not flying over to Ireland, but going from, uh, let's start with Tim. Are you flying over and partaking? I will uh, be partaking, yes. <laughs> Imbibing. Uh, Matt, how about you? I think so. I have, I have most of what I need. I just don't have affordable airfare. So, so as long as that comes through, then yes, I will be there. You can hitchhike, right? If I'm not up yeah. on my geography, but I think you can probably get there. Uh, Sherry, how about you? Booked, flight sorted, hotel sorted, ticket sorted, dream came true. I'm so excited. All right. 
So uh, one of the questions Fabio Nomad asks was, how hard was it for the At U2 staff to get Dublin tickets? I think just as hard or as easy as anybody else. But uh, Matt or Sherry or Tim, anybody chime in, and I guess, on what the ordering process was like for you? We all had different, I think we all had different experiences. Tim, for, I, what I recall seeing on Twitter, um, had sort of a nightmare, as I recall. And for so I'll let Tim chat. I mean, I, my, the answer to mine is, for me is simple. It was incredibly easy, and I feel incredibly lucky that it was so easy. I signed in at you know two minutes to the top of the hour, and it put me in the queue, and then all of a sudden the page came up, and I typed in that I wanted two GAs, and it, said, it made me wait for like three minutes, and two GAs came right up, or one GA, or whatever it was for the for the for the sale yeah it was for me so i i was i mean yeah i'm incredibly fortunate it was super easy for me to get my tickets but like i said i know that many others had a lot more problems yeah yeah how about you um yeah what happened to me was i uh set the alarm to wake up at three in the morning or 255 in the morning and started hitting refresh and uh I saw a lot of people had to wait it literally gave me two ga's within 15 seconds of hitting submit um, and on another computer, I had two very good seats pulled up within like a minute of hitting um, submit. Um, but for some reason, it kept rejecting um, my transactions, um, even to the point where about 10 minutes after the first set of GAs got rejected, I was able to pull up another set of GAs um, for the, the final night, and that transaction got shut down as well. So even though I had six tickets in my queue, Every time I went to the final step of, you know, finalizing the transaction, it said, oops, sorry, go back and try it again. That's where I'm at. How about you, Sherry? Well, um, I was trying from my home computer. My husband was trying from a work computer. And uh, we got through pretty quick. I think what was helpful was we were all... Uh, accessing it from a different IP address than uh, than our counterparts over in Europe and uh, especially England. I know that some of our staff members were having issues uh, from England trying to get tickets. But my loving husband accidentally got tickets for a show that we weren't planning on going to, which kind of messed up our childcare issues. But um, you know what? Those are all workarounds because we had tickets. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we weren't going to worry about that. So we have some very loving in-laws who are taking care of the kiddos for us. But, you know, from my experience here, it was almost too easy. And I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop and waiting for the other shoe to drop. And once you know it, less than a day later, the other shoe dropped when I found out from my credit card company that my card once again was uh, um, potentially hacked by a third party. And now I've got to go back through like what happened to me in Vancouver and I have to go through the whole credit card uh, transaction thing because now the card isn't working. Uh, as long as I hold on to it, the magnetic stripe should still work, but I don't trust that. So now I'm flying over. I believe I have a ticket. I have everything that says I have a ticket, but because it's GA and it's credit card swipe in order to get in, I'm going to have to bring all my paperwork with me in case my credit card doesn't work. 
again. Now, now, Sherry, I had the same thing happen. I was actually in Phoenix for the shows back in May or whenever they were. Um, and I got the alert that my credit card had been hacked. And I had four other shows left on that credit card. Um, I never did anything other than bring the expired or now canceled credit card and got in every single time. Very good. I'm, I, I never I'm, had a problem. Yeah, I'm always concerned when it's an international show. So, mm-hmm. you know, when it happened to me up in Canada, I'm flying all the way up to Vancouver and I'm going to have a credit card thing. Now I'm flying all the way over to Dublin and I'm going to have a credit card thing. You know. Should just stay in Boston. <laughs> <laughs> cash. Ca- cash. Are you paying for cash? I know. Not really possible. But. Cash isn't going to get you in if you have GA. Really? It's, it's, a, it's a paperless ticket, which I'm still in shock that the band didn't do paperless for all Ireland shows, especially after seeing what's been going on with the ticket resales uh, for those shows. It's, it's just incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, there, the one article I saw, like, it's just crazy how much, how expensive tickets are already being listed for and um and obviously you know scalpers found another way found their way in as can happen <laughs> is scalping illegal or legal in in ireland does anybody know no i have no idea I, it must be legal because there's um there's sites in ireland that do it so hmm. i'm assuming it's legal yeah. there were a ton of tickets that were already up uh, or 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 claiming to be legit tickets that were already up last thursday when the Ireland only pre-sales happened. So, you know, one of the tricks that uh, scalpers will typically do is they will post tickets that they don't have yet or they will post them for a, a row that they don't have and hopefully they get the same section but a different row so then they can say, oh, we, we're going to upgrade you. Uh, we got better seats a, f- uh, a few rows down when in reality they didn't have the tickets that they had posted in the first place. That's why people need to be really careful about purchasing any tickets from a non-legit agency. Mm-hmm. Like what happens if I didn't get you two tickets for Ireland, what do I do now? Do I just go camp out outside the arena? Do I wait outside Bono's house hoping he'll let me in? What do I do? Well, so like here's this is one of the things that 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 frustrates me as a fan and ticket buyer is you know that they have you know immediately within the first hour of the public ticket sales they start sending out the press releases you know tickets sold out in 28 minutes or 35 minutes or whatever it was and it's bullcrap because the tickets are not sold out and uh, and so I I just I want to make sure like we did this on Twitter the night of the ticket sales because you know people were tweeting back oh i can't get tickets i'm giving up and so we just say no 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 don't give up keep trying there's more tickets etc cetera, et cetera. and so and you know then people would say and you're right you know it's 40 minutes after the hour and i just got two gas and and you know it's 53 minutes after the hour and i just got another ticket and and so we 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 i we wrote an article i guess it's, i guess i wrote it look at that <laughs> <laughs> I wrote an article in January. This would have been uh, right after the first round of ticket sales for the North American tour. And it's called, I didn't get you two tickets. Now what? And if so, if you go and, and as Chris would say at this point, we will put the link in the show notes. <laughs> but if you also, if you just go to Google and just type in, didn't get you two tickets, 
it should come up as the first thing. And the, the, uh, the, the, the thing that, that, that I talk about in there is that sold out doesn't mean that all the tickets are gone. Live Nation and other promoters, they announce shows are sold out because it's just part of the creating buzz and it's part of the marketing of the show and it's just how they do things. But tickets, you know, U2 has a history of always releasing more tickets as a show date gets closer and they do that to thwart scalpers in part. They do it because, and especially with the Dublin show where this is a new production and sight lines are going to have to be figured out once the equipment starts getting moved in and all this sort of stuff. There's going to be tickets released as the shows get closer. So people need to just keep checking on Ticketmaster IE. Don't give up. Um, we also, in our forum, we have a section that's very, very active right now. Uh, for ticket sales for all of the European shows, but especially the Dublin shows. So there's just, I mean, there's, it just, I get so sad when I see people, you know, saying, oh, I give up. I can't get you two tickets. It's already sold out. It's like, no, it's not sold out. Don't stop trying. And so the, the, there is still time, obviously, before the show is, and also uh, time to book flights, et cetera, all that kind of stuff. I understand the pressure when it's like an international trip and stuff like that that you're, and, and like Sherry, you know, you're trying to book babysitters or whatever uh for kids and stuff like that but yeah it's don't uh keep trying and and let us know send a ask at you two question or or comment if you can't have one on twitter your success or not i guess post uh the initial launch of tickets and and we'd love to hear your stories of of especially the successes hopefully there's more of those than the frustrations but um either way and uh we'll commiserate with you and celebrate with you as you head off to dublin yeah, I'd love if, if if people on Twitter, you know, if they just you know check Ticketmaster someday and they suddenly there's more tickets available, I'd love for them to tweet at us so that we know and so that we can share the word with the yeah with our with our I, followers. I, that'd be, I that'd promise be really cool. you, Matt. If that happens, if I see tickets available on Ticketmaster, I will tell you the second after my transaction is completed. I promise you that. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Thank you, sir. <laughs> and yeah. by the way, priorities. Yeah, yeah. Buy them first, buy yours first, and then let everybody – I understand that. Uh, Val just said on Twitter that she got her Montreal tickets a week before the show. So it's – you know, even though they say sold out, it doesn't really mean sold out. Yeah. Right. There's always and, and yeah, things that happen. The, the question is, of course, about ticket drops. So they're going to do ticket drops for Ireland. Um, I mean I, I don't know if we want to go into that, but I don't see a lot of tickets being dropped for those shows. Um, the VIP list is going to be a mile long. Um, you look at what happened with the New York shows and how not a lot of tickets were dropped other than one or two, you know, seats in the nosebleeds or whatever it was. Um, I don't think there's going to be a ticket drop for uh, Ireland as we get closer to those dates. For less savvy mm-hmm. fans like myself and, and others, what does ticket drop mean? Uh, the band sometimes, the band or the venue reserves seats um, that they don't sell or tickets they don't sell. Whether that's because they got to have the fire marshal come in and say, okay, you can put 100 more people on the floor or they think something's going to be an obstructed view, but it ends up not being an obstructed view. Or even they just keep tickets around to kind of help screw the scalpers over uh, for fans who actually are you know, constantly hitting refresh on Ticketmaster. They'll release a bunch of tickets um, just randomly without any warning. Right. And I, dis- I disagree with you. I, I, I fully believe that will happen for the Dublin shows. Really? Well, <laughs> I like your optimism. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I think they probably would too, just because of all the trouble they've had sort of getting the venue or the show in there. And even as they get closer, you know, they set the stage up and they realize, oh, actually, we could fit, you know, 200 extra people in this section or whatever. Um, 
It certainly could. I mean, it wouldn't be probably enough that uh, those of us across the ocean could fly over <laughs> the night before or something maybe, but um, yeah, you never know. But, let, but let us I've know. definitely seen um, ticket drops within like an hour before the band take the stage. And what would happen is, is the person would be purchasing the tickets at the box office window. And then a member of the production staff would personally escort that person into the venue so that you couldn't turn around and resell the ticket. If you're buying that ticket, you're going into the show. Uh, that's how I actually envision right. the Dublin of. Uh, ticket drop happening where it's going to be very much at the last minute and you're getting escorted directly into the venue. Right. Yeah. Like Gavin Friday will come out and say, okay, we've got some. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be be (laughs) production assistant number seven (laughs) or whatever, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And uh, no, at nobody underscore home Two asked uh, any plans for a fan get together in Dublin. I'm a longtime fan, but pretty new to the online community and traveling solo. It would be cool to put some faces to names and podcast voices and maybe tour some YouTube sites. Um, Yeah, I think that would be an awesome thing. Just as soon as I get my Kickstarter going so that we can do a podcast (laughs) from Dublin (laughs) for those of us who aren't at the show. Uh, But that aside, Matt and anybody else going, what are you, any thoughts or plans yet for get together? Matt, Sherry, do you want to take this? <laughs> <laughs> you tell me. I mean, I we we're discussing it. I don't. I mean, we don't have any you know firm you know confirmation of anything right now. But we're trying to figure out you know what we can do, where we can do it, and all that sort of stuff. It's. I mean, we're just now sorting out you know which from our staff are going to be there and aren't going to be there. So I mean, it's a little bit early, but you know, hopefully, as things progress, we'll have some. We'll have something to share. I, I hope I, that'd be that'd be cool. Yeah, I feel pretty confident we're going to have at least a few different things going on um, for the disconcerting uh, uh, fans who feel like, oh my goodness, there's. I want to be with my people, but I don't know where to go. Um, we are currently in talks for a variety of different things, and when we're ready to launch, watch the space on the front page of at you too and we will announce it i think also just to um, recommend or mention the at you too forums which you can find at forum.atu2.com and i'm sure regardless of what matt and sherry have planned or don't have planned or whatever official stuff there'll be other fans there obviously uh, that goes without saying but um and and uh, if, especially if you're traveling alone and stuff like that like definitely get in the forums there and and uh there's a, a whole segment of fan or section on fan plans and meetups and stuff and arrange something uh regardless of what ends up happening as an official at youtube.com get together of some sort um there's i hear there's a few places to get together hang out and have a pint in ireland so um that shouldn't be a problem and <laughs> and there'll be lots of YouTube fans there too. So they yeah. sell beer in in Dublin. Apparently, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, my <laughs> uh, speaking of Dublin, I'll just throw this little aside in. My I went to Dublin before uh, back in '99 by myself. Traveled there for a month and a half, and my first one of my first nights was getting driven around Dublin by a hostel owner who was probably in his 60s or 70s, I don't know, probably was slightly drunk. And I was in the back of this van with uh, big kegs rolling around and he was driving me around. He dropped me off at a pub and I walked in and the whole place was screaming along to pride. Uh, and it was kind of like, well, here you are in Dublin. <laughs> here's a, here's a, a, a bar and, uh, or a, yeah, and 
your, your, your people. So it was kind of a nice way to start my trip. Yeah. Anyways, you can ask me about that some other time. Um, the, <laughs> yeah, all that to say, Dublin's a fun place to go. Um, the, uh, the other thing we wanted to quickly touch on was just the recent, um, episodes, episodes, <laughs> this is the podcast episodes, the recent concert shows in Amsterdam. Uh, and, uh, and what did you guys catch? I know Sherry, you were tw- live tweeting some of the shows and stuff, and it kind of seemed like maybe it was, I was just paying more attention to this, that particular show, but any, these kind of stuck out as some really memorable shows. Um, what did you guys think of that, that stop? Amsterdam for, I believe, was the show of the tour thus far. Um, I was able to listen in on a Mixler stream while I was driving the kids around uh, to, to all their various different activities. And I just had a visceral, physical reaction throughout the whole show of just this, this emotion that was coming through my Bluetooth speaker uh, with within the car only to have that be uh, confirmed in watching some of the fan videos that got put up onto um, 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 YouTube afterwards. Watching Lizette's video um, as well as the one that YouTube gigs put up, especially of mother and child reunion going into bad and 40, you can just watch as the emotion is pouring out and even Larry who typically doesn't show a lot of emotion he was either in a lot of pain or he was feeling something because I haven't seen him drum with his eyes closed during bad in a good long time and so that whole show in 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 general was just amazing uh today's show in Stockholm was pretty good they've really hit their stride once again with this new production with the new setup uh, um, and I think that they're only going to continue to get better but that Amsterdam 4 just ranks right up there yeah, How about you Matt? Were you or Tim were you guys able to listen or, or post I guess stream and listen? Um, I mean I'll jump in really quick it's um, you know there, there's something going on over there in Amsterdam I don't know if they're smoking but I agree with Sherry that uh, <laughs> the, the fourth show was um I mean, it, it, it was powerful. Um, clearly, they're, they, the emotional connection they're feeling with what's going on in the world, especially in Europe and the Middle East right now, is like definitely fueling their shows. And you're getting a passion out of them that we didn't necessarily see in, uh, in the States um, or in Canada. But I, I agree that I've never heard bad going to 40 like it did um, at Amsterdam 4, um, which I thought was great. Um, I, I'm really liking Bad on this tour. I think some of the best versions I've ever seen are being done on this tour. So I was happy to see that uh, that, that great segue from Bad into 40 uh, the other day. Yeah, I I think um, I, I was like you, Sherry. I was doing some other stuff. I, I hadn't planned to tune in. I was kind of just, you know, like I, I, I like to if I can, but I was just, I think I was washing dishes or something and trying to get the kids down for a nap or something. And I had it going and I was like, man, this sounds like a really good show and, and kind of in and out. But, but then afterwards seeing the tweets and then reading obviously comments and, and watching the videos is kind of like, oh yeah, that was actually a, a really good show. And um, I just have to mention too, my former boss in another life when I was used to help out with a different YouTube site 
Caroline got name checked in Cedarwood Road, which is pretty cool. Um, so shout out to her, name checked on a podcast too. It's been a big yeah, week. Yeah, I was her. so excited for her. So excited for her. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> so um, yeah, and uh, and just yeah, a great show that when they expect, and like you said earlier, breaking out magnificent. Um, I put a link to the tours.idu2.com entry for that ep- that um, I keep saying episode. I'm too stuck in podcasts for that concert. Um, so if you want to check out some of the details and, and which songs and links to videos and all that kind of stuff and, uh, and read, read or post your reviews of it too on there, of course, as well. So how about you, Matt? Any, I forgot to ask you. Yeah, no, it's, I don't have much to add to what's been said. It's, um, these, these shows are just there. I, 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 sometimes I can listen like for today's show in Stockholm, I was able to listen, but I was just you know, knee deep in my day job. And so it was background noise. And so I could not tell you one thing that actually happened. I remember enjoying it, <laughs> but it's the, these, the, it's just, it's a tough time of day for me to, to really pay a lot of close attention to, um, to these shows. I did like, like, you know, Tim and Cherry said, I watched the, you know, the videos as I could online afterwards. And, um, yeah, that, I mean, it was that, that bad 40 closing in Amsterdam. That was, just fantastic so yeah yeah and they're still so as we record this on wednesday the 16th they're in stockholm basically um for the duration of when we record this and then when we record next likely next wednesday night 23rd will be the day before they go start up in berlin in germany so um still lots of time to i know some folks asked on the ask at you two hashtag if we'll see any members of abba pop up <laughs> since they're in <laughs> sweden as happened the zoo tv i think right there yeah. A couple of them on, and uh, Dancing Queen. Yeah, they did from Angel of Harlem in the Dancing Queen. Yeah, yeah. So um, we'll see. I guess what happens, and uh, and then who knows? I think Berlin, Germany, definitely seems to. I mean, the history that's there, obviously, and and seems to inspire great things out of the band as well. And so they've got a bunch of stops there as well. So um, yeah, exciting times ahead for this tour. Anything it'll else? be interesting. It'll be interesting to see the rotation that you two Larry's shirt takes during the next few shows. Oh my gosh! I definitely <laughs> see myself acting more as a musician in the future. There we go. All right. Any any final uh, comments? Can, things we need to chat about, Matt, before we sign off for this episode? No, I think I think we're all good. If if you think we're all good. I think so. I think we're all good. There's enough edit points in this episode that uh, we, I think we're good. We, we yeah, stop all our head. We're, we're going to be keeping you busy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the live listeners get to hear the uh, the unedited version, and uh, and you can too if you want to tune in. Like I said, goodstuff.fm slash live. You can hear the audio. We don't stream video of it. It's not like uh, Crowdcast or Periscope or Blab or any number of acronyms and things that are out there on the web. Just audio, but there's a chat room you can uh, join in suggest titles as we make our way through and uh beyond that be sure to follow the uh twitter account of at you two which is just at you two um and the facebook page is facebook.com slash at you two com and uh where you can find this episode and previous episodes and how to subscribe in itunes or rss feed if you are an android user or something else that doesn't like itunes you can go to goodstuff.fm slash at you two and oh the hashtag ask at you too is where you can send questions comments suggestions for the show and we'll use them in future episodes and what was the it was stump hashtag uh stump m2 i think is what we're using for questions to stump matt with and uh if matt isn't on the episode we'll just stump whoever else fills his seat 
<laughs> in his absence. Um, do you guys want to, we haven't done this before, but why don't you guys quickly shout out where your Twitter handle is so folks want to bug you or follow you after the show where they can find you. Starting with you, Tim. Um, well, mine is easy to remember because it's the abbreviation for where the streets have no name. W-T-S-H-N-N. How often do you have to explain that to non-YouTube fans? Just once with you, I believe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Zing. No, um, no I, I get asked that all the time. It's a, it's a, yeah. They try and pronounce it, which is really funny. Like it's some weird Icelandic right. word or something like that. No <laughs> fouls. All right. And Sherry, how about you? I am at U2Com Sherry. All right. And Mr. Matt? I am at iChris. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that gives me license to tweet a few things. <laughs> People think I'm Matt. <laughs> All right. Oh, I'm, I'm at Matt McGee. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I, Chris. Uh, I will be the one responsible for the, the tweets that I send out. Um, thank you, folks, for listening. We, uh, we have announced in a couple episodes, but if you are using iTunes and you want to go in and leave a rating or review on the show, if you follow the link to the iTunes store to subscribe and stuff there, you can leave a rating or review. It helps us get uh, the word out about the show to other Apple iTunes users, and uh, maybe they'll feature us as they have in the past in the various sections on the store and just brings more listeners to the show, which is always fun. And uh, I think that's it for this episode. Until next time. Have a great time. 